Forest City Church. Anyone and everyone. Today we are in Acts 12. And, and I want to I look at a familiar scripture, right? A familiar scripture, but I, I want to look at it in a little bit of different way. Um, I want to talk about prayer. Specifically, praying for one another. What it means to cover one another. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 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 not just like, oh yeah, man, I'm praying for you, bro. But like, what does it mean to actually like fervently, really like intentionally cover your brother and sister that you do life with? Amen. That's what I, that's what I want to talk about. Um, so without giving away my whole sermon, I need y'all to do me a favor before we get, to go, we get going. I need you to turn to your neighbor and say, hey, I'm covering you. Uh, now, now point to somebody and say, hey, I'm covering you. See, and I hope by the end of today, that is not just a saying, but we have this fire that is ignited on the inside of us to actually go and cover the people we do life together with. Amen. Amen. Let me pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for this gathering. Thank you for this place that we call Forest City Church. And we thank you for the example, the greatest example of a covering when you sent your son over 2,000 years ago. And he took the cross. He took the nails. He took the thorns. He took the lashes. And he covered every one of our sins every bit of our shame, every bit of our guilt. He covered us with his blood. And we thank you for it, Father God. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this service. In Jesus Christ's name. And the church said, amen. All right, let's get into it. Uh, let's throw that up there on the screen. Acts 1, I mean, Acts 12, 1. It says, about that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. I want to stop there real quick. That's important because if you can remember last month, Chad came and he taught about Stephen, the first martyr. He taught about Stephen being killed and how that, that caused persecution to break out against the church. Here in, in Acts 12, we see it happening again. Persecution is still happening. But what's, what's even more important in this, in this scripture is that this is the first time that we actually see an apostle killed. Uh, James is, is not just any other guy. He was, he was one of the 12 that actually walked with Jesus. And that's important because I believe that it kind of it shaped some of Peter's process and when he was going through this crisis that we're going to get into when we head into this scripture. So go, go to 12 Acts uh, 3. Yep. He said, after he saw that it pleased the Jews, talking about King Herod Agrippa, after he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter. This was during the festival of unleavened bread. When he had seized him, he put him in prison and handed him over to four squads of guards, soldiers, to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover. This is where we're going to camp out a little bit. While Peter was kept in prison, the church prayed fervently to God for him. Read that again. While Peter was kept in prison, the church prayed fervently to God for him. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't use the word fervent in my everyday vernacular. <laughs> I had an idea of what fervent might mean, but I didn't want to be up here talking ignorantly. So I looked up the definition. Fervent means having or displaying a passionate intensity. Having or displaying a passionate intensity. So essentially, to do something fervently 
is to do something with passion. An older word, uh, older use of the word would be to do something like a burning fire, right? Um, so to pray fervently means to pray intensely, pray with intensity, fueled by the Holy Spirit, right? So let me do a little commercial break, actually. Um, so I, when we come through the, through, through the halls and the aisles and, 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 I, and, I, and I talk to a few of y'all, y'all know who y'all are, I ain't gonna call y'all out. Um, but they like, yo, Carrington, man, you just, you lead with so much energy, bro. You lead with energy. I mean, I feel it. I wish I had that energy. And, I, and I'm like, well, okay, listen, it is energy. I, I get it. We do have to have energy, right? But, but it's more than that. It's the Holy Spirit. So when you see like a Trev or when you see a bread and you, you, see, you see these different people that come up on the platform and it's like, man, they're just in their bag. They're just doing a thing. It's not just energy. But it's the Holy Spirit resting on that person. And the Holy Spirit begins to ignite a fire in that person. And as the Holy Spirit begins to ignite that fire, it's kind of like Jeremiah said. It's like, it's like fire shut up in our bones. And we begin to respond. So what I want to challenge us to do. Instead of just saying, like, okay, energy, man, you lead so fervently. Let's challenge you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, let's start using that word a little bit around here. Just, you lead so, I mean, when you were opening that door, you just opened that door as a greeter so fervently. When you were out in the parking lot, you were waving that flag fervently. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want us to start doing because it's not just energy. Because energy is our own strength. But when we do this with the fervent fire of the Holy Spirit, it hits different, y'all. I'm telling you. So that was my, my quick little commercial break. Um, but when I start looking at the word, something else came to my mind. I'm like, okay, if you can pray fervently, right, does that also mean that there's prayers that are not so fervent? Like, it had me thinking like, oh, well, when I pray for my friends, I'm going to talk about myself a lot because I was like, I was going to do a whole lot of, well, when you, but it might not be you, but I'm going to tell on myself this morning. When I pray for my friends, when I pray for my, my family, the people that I do life together with, when I pray for them, am I, am I really praying or am I, am I praying fervently? Right? Because I'm just going to be honest with y'all. Like I said, this is me, but if, if this applies to you too, then give me an amen. I'm not going to be mad at you. Um, I'm like the king of a drive-by prayer. I am, listen, bro, I will, oh, man, I saw, hey, Lord, just go ahead, touch them, and then I keep going about my day. I'm, is that just me? Okay, y'all got me feeling insecure now. Listen, I am the king of it, but, but I, I, I think it's, 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 it's different when they talk about fervent prayer because when, when we have people in our lives that go through issues, that go through storms, that go through crisis, that, that go through disappointment or discouraging seasons. When we, when we are going through those types of things, not that Jesus doesn't hear the drive-by prayer, because I believe he does. I believe the Lord hears me. I don't care what none of y'all say. He hears me. He hears me. But there's levels to this thing, y'all. When our friends, when our family is going through, they, when they're going through storms and they're going through trials, I, I, think, I think it requires a little bit more than a, than a drive-by. I think it requires fervent prayers because honestly, if, if they're anything like me, when I go through, I don't have the strength to pray for myself. I know y'all probably like, well, but bro, you come up there every Sunday and you like, man, you, you give so much revelation. I know, I get it. 
But I'm telling y'all the truth this morning. This is going to be real open and honest today. I don't, when I'm going through it, my wife can tell you, I will sink. I will sink, my guy. I won't have the strength. I won't because I, I won't even have the faith to even do it sometimes because I'm, it, the, the storm is taking too long to pass. So I believe that, like, it, it, it takes more than just a drive-by prayer when you know people going through those types of things. You have to actually add some fervency, fervency to your prayer. Amen? And, and, and that's what was so, that was so uh, 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 crazy about this story when we, where we find Peter right now. Because Peter is going through a crisis right now. Herod has arrested him, and he's sitting in jail. And most likely, most likely, the next morning, he's going to die. He's going to die. Like, go, go, to, go to that, uh, that scripture for me, uh, Acts 12 and 6. It says, it says, the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, in other words, the night before Herod was to kill Peter, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound two chain, with two chains, and sentries still got at the entrance. Now, I looked at that. This is somewhat familiar if you've been in church or whatnot. And it's a familiar way that I've heard this text, this text actually uh, preached on. Um, but it was like, uh, well, you know, I, I could go that route because it kind of like, it kind of spoke to me at first. Like, oh, man, Peter is just embodying the same thing that Jesus did when they were crossing the Sea of Galilee. And he was, he was sleeping in the bottom of the boat and the storm came. Y'all remember that story? Y'all remember the story when, when, when the storms were going crazy and the di disciples went down to Jesus when he was sleeping in the boat and said, hey, man, don't you care that we're about to die? Like, wake up, man. Like, do, do this, that, and the third. And, 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 and Jesus woke up and said, hey, man, y'all don't have no faith? Peace be still. So I, I was like, well, maybe Peter was just basically doing the same thing. He saw his Savior day. And I was like, man, I can come up in here. I can get the church going. I can start saying things like, listen, you don't have to wrestle with your storm. You can just rest. And everybody be like, whoa, yeah, man, go ahead, praise the Lord. Like, it could have happened that way. But as I kept reading the text, it was something in me that was like, but what if that wasn't Peter's vibe in that moment? What if, what if, it, what if it wasn't that? And I, and I had to say, like, well, I don't want to sanitize what I know about Peter. When you read the scriptures, you, you've seen Peter. He's, he's a great man. He's one of my favorite Bible characters. You got Peter. You got David. You got Nehemiah. You got Gideon. You got these people. And, I'm, I'm, of course, Jesus is the guy, right? All right. So, like, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, when they talk about LeBron James and Kobe Bryant and Bill Russell and all those guys, but you don't compare them to Michael Jordan. He's different, right? You don't compare. You don't compare him. 30, listen, look at my kicks, dog. I mean, Michael Jordan, he was doing this before I was dang near even born, and I still wear these sneakers. I never even seen him play live until he was with the Wizards. For real, for real. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, but that's like Jesus. Jesus is different, so I don't consider him when I'm talking about other Bible characters, right? But Peter's one of my favorites. So when you look at his story, he was a man of great faith. He would have these moments of great, great faith. But, but it's this pattern that I also kind of noticed with him. That when Peter began to see opposition, when he began to see storms, when he began to see crisis arising in his life, he had this pattern of turning into a man of great doubt. He had this pattern. You can look at it. You can look at, you can look at back when, uh, when he was on the boat, when Jesus said, hey, y'all go to the other side. 
y'all go to the side, and I'm going to meet y'all there. And when they were on the boat and the storm started getting crazy, and he saw Jesus walking to him on the water, Peter looked at his boys, and all, they, was all, they was all scared. But Peter, with, with the faith that he had in that moment, he said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. Peter went, got out, got out, 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 out the boat, and if, if, if I was Darius Daniels, he, he'll say it like, he, he began to walk on the word of Jesus. He began to walk on the word. And as long as, as, long as Peter was walking on his word and trusting in his word that, that, that came to him from Jesus, and as long as he kept his eyes on him, he was walking, and he was defying gravity. He was defying, he was defying everything that was going on around him as long as he kept his focus. But as Peter would do, he would see the storms, and he would start seeing the waves crashing a little bit. The wind would get a little heavier. And next thing you know, Peter began to doubt, and he began to sink. He began to sing, and if that one doesn't do it for you, well, well, like it was a moment in, in uh, Matthew 26, I believe, where, where uh, uh, Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross, and, 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 and Jesus said, well, all y'all going to basically scatter from me today. All y'all going to leave me. It's going to happen tonight. And Peter said, no, not me, Lord. Not me. I don't care what anybody else do. I'm your ride or die. If they kill you, they're going to have to kill me. That's what kind of energy Peter was on. But then they arrested Jesus. And then they start beating on Jesus. And then Jesus was put on trial. And that same man, with all that energy, with all that vigor, with all that, like, faith, looked at that man, Jesus, the man that he had just spent three years doing ministry with, the man that he saw break, break bread and, 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 and get some fish and feed over 5,000 people, the same man, the same man that, that he saw do all of these miraculous things. Peter looked at that man and said, nope. I don't know who that man is. This was Peter's third time in prison, but it was his first time actually being by himself in prison. He didn't have anybody else with him. He was all by himself. And, 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 and he just saw his boy, James, James that I was telling you about earlier. Listen, James was one of the big three of the, of, of the apostles, the disciples. When Jesus went to the Mount of Transfiguration, it was Peter, James, and John. When Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, it was Peter, James, and John. It was those big three. And, and, and if you look back at Stephen, when Stephen got killed, and, and they said that everybody scattered, the apostles got to stay in the same place. The apostles weren't touched. But now, James just got his head cut off. So I would have to think, like, Peter's a human being, right? He's a human being. I would have to just start to think, well, if he had this pattern and he's in prison and it said it was four squads so that that's 12 soldiers that are guarding Peter in this moment I would have to think that Peter is probably like ain't no way out for me in this one homie I think this is it not that like not saying that he lost faith in God but just like me and you sometimes he might have lost faith in God doing it for him this time because we all have those, right? Like, we've seen God do, like, so many things, and he does things for other people. But it's, it's, it's very easy to be, like, once you're going through uh, a storm, especially, I don't know about you, but when I go through disappointment, like, really deep, deep disappointment, like, it's, it's not that I lose. Like, I know God is the God of the impossible. But it's moments in my life where I'm just like, but I don't think he wants to do it this time for me. 
I think it's, I, I think my time is up. I don't think he has another blessing for me. I don't think there's more favor. I think my grace has run out. Y'all making me feel insecure because it's real quiet in here. And I don't know if that's just me, but I'm telling on myself and it's all right. I'm gonna be okay. Big boy, I can handle it. Um, but, 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 but the thing about it is, when, when we go through disappointment, because I, I, know, I know that's one of the most effective tools the enemy uses. He uses it, he, he, he hopes to use disappointment and keep you in that place for so long that you begin to lose your faith. Because if you lose your faith, you'll lose your hope. And if you lose your hope, most likely you, you won't see the thing that you've been praying for. Because what does it say in Hebrews? It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So if the enemy can just get you to just drown out that faith part, most likely you won't see it. You won't see what you want to see. But I got good news, church. I got good news because, listen, when you begin to do life together, y'all, y'all know I was going to get here. When you begin to do life together with people with Christ-like mindsets, when you begin to do life together with people that God has placed in your paths, not just people that you like because they dress nice, but when you begin to do, when you begin to do life together with people that Jesus has literally said, hey, this is the person that I need you to be linked up with. When you're going through those seasons of doubt and disappointment, when you're going through those seasons when, when the storm is going too crazy, and when, you, when you're going through those seasons when you don't see no way out, the people that you do life together, they'll begin to hold you up. They'll begin to look at you and say, what did we do at the, at the beginning of this thing? Hey, I'm covering you. I'm covering you. I'm covering you. And like we've seen it. We've seen it so many times in the scripture. That's why, that's why you got to read your Bible, church. You got to read your Bible because you'll see it over and over. Like you can look at the Old Testament. Look at the Old Testament in, in Exodus 17 when, when Moses, when Moses and, and the Israelites were fighting the Amalekites, right? They were fighting the Amalekites. And, 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 and Moses and Aaron and Ur, they were sitting at the top of a hill, and Joshua had the men down there fighting the Amalekites. And, and as long as Moses kept his hands lifted up, as long as he kept his hands lifted up with the staff, if I was teaching a different message, I would have said, as long as Moses stayed in the posture of worship, they won the battle. They won the battle as long as his hands remained lifted. But just like me and you, when you're going through something for long enough, you start to get a little weak. It, it gets hard to worship the same way when the storm won't stop. It, it gets hard to pray the same way when you keep battling disappointment after disappointment. It gets, it gets hard to, to, to pray the same way when you're discouraged. It gets hard. So what happened with Moses in that moment, his hands began to drop a little bit. His arms got heavy. And, and as his, his arms got heavy, the Amalekites began to overtake the Israelites. They began to overtake the Israelites. But what what happened was he was doing life together with Aaron and Aaron. They said, oh, Moses is getting a little tired. Hey, bro, don't worry about it. I'm going to cover you. They went to each side of Moses, and they began to lift his hands up. And as they began to lift his hands up, the Israelites began to defeat everyone that they were fighting. That's what happens when you're doing life together, right, church? Right, church? And, I mean, you can look in the New Testament. You can go to Mark 2. There was five friends. You know, y'all was talking about the, the greatest small group ever, this group of people, where it was five friends, and one of them was paralyzed. And they said, hey, we heard about this man named Jesus that can bring you your healing, but we know you can't get up and get to him yourself. So they said, what? Hey, bro, what? I'm covering you. They picked him up. They carried him to some random person's house. They walked up a random person's roof. They tore a hole in some random person's roof. And they literally lowered their paralyzed friend 
to the feet of Jesus because in that moment they knew he could not get his own way to his breakthrough. They said, hey, bro, I'm covering you. And listen, I'm going to have to take this water again because y'all ain't about to hear me cry. We ain't even got to look at the scripture. We can look at September 24th, 2023, here at Forest City Church. Because I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in my own life. What y'all know um, is, you know, well, a lot of y'all might, some of y'all might not know actually, but... Me and my wife, wife, can you raise your hand? This is my wife, Ebony, y'all. She, she's, she's, she's my everything, and she's my best good thing. And, and we're, she's, well, I was about to say we're pregnant, but she's pregnant. Um, she's six months pregnant. And, yeah, like, it's like, woo, it's all fun. It's great, but what a lot of y'all don't know is that for the last couple years, me and Ebony have been trying to get pregnant. Trying and trying and trying and trying. And it, it will be times when, it will be times when, you know, her monthly would come, like, be a little late. And, and we would get really excited. Or at least I did. Um, I would get really excited and like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And then Mother Nature would take its course. And, and when Mother Nature would take its course, it's like, okay. Then a disappointment would come back in because I'm like, Dang, man, like, we're young. We're not, like, older. So this, like, is this, we shouldn't have a problem. Like, what is happening? And, and, and then we would, like, you know, we, we would get all of these uh, people coming up and just being like, hey, man, especially after our fourth year of marriage, it was like, y'all ready yet? Y'all ready? Y'all going to go ahead and, y'all going to go ahead and have one for me? Especially my mom. I love my mom, y'all. But, man, she, like. I mean, she would call me and be like, y'all not ready to have no grandbaby yet? I'm like, mom, you got 12 grandkids. It don't matter. It's, it's, she, it's different because this one will be yours. And I'm like, oh, oh okay, all right, I, I got you. But, 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 but what y'all don't understand is like during that like, cup, like two year span, I had started to develop so much embarrassment because I didn't know if I had did something wrong and I was being punished. I had, I had developed so much shame because I didn't, I didn't know, like, like you know, if, if, if this was actually ever going to happen. And it was, it was something that I really wanted to happen, but, but, but it took so long. I stopped praying fervently for this thing, and I started, I started just praying more things like, well, Lord, if it happens, it happens. Anybody else ever been there in life? Where it's like, oh, well, if, God, if you do it, Lord, if it be your will, and that's kind of like a cop-out sometimes. I know, I know, I know. But it can be a cop-out sometimes because you're like, well, Lord, if, if it be your will, but you really don't believe that it is his will. And that's what Jesus calls in Matthew 6. He calls that vain repetition or another word, uh, empty prayer, because your faith does not match what you're actually asking for. And there, that was, that was, that's where I was at. But it, it kind of like flipped a little bit at this moment. And I want to show you all a video real quick. I want to show y'all this video. Don't mind my house. It's a little junky, but he's going through some things. Hey, but just roll that video. Please wait. A payment of $659. Is this me you pregnant? <laughs> Read them, babe. April 17th, 2023. That's a yes? 
Oh, babe. I knew it. Did you vend it this? No, I did it today. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, I know. Woo! Yeah. But what I want y'all to do is focus in on right here real quick. Just look at that. Look at that real quick. I know we all laughing and this joke is cute. And we, it's, like, it's like seeing the end of the movie that worked out right. But when you look at this, can I tell y'all what, what this was? This was, how did this happen? Pam, I was no longer praying for it. I was no longer believing God for it. I was no longer expecting this thing to actually happen. Like my, my wife, I thank God for her because the thing is, even when she went to the doctor and they, and they told her she had the, what was it? P, P, the, the PCOS? Yeah, they, she had PCOS and, and it was like, she, she, but she never stopped praying. She never stopped, I, like she never stopped praying. I didn't know that she was still praying because I wouldn't hear her praying about it. But I'm, I thought we was both in the same place. Like, nah, I mean, you know, Lord, if it happens, it happens. But I can, I can recall back in April of 2023, a friend of mine, she's a friend of y'all. She, she goes to this church, and I texted her yesterday. Go, go ahead, Ashley. Wait, wait there. Ashley, right there. Um, uh, hey, you're giving it away. Like, just be quiet. So, Ashley, she did not know. So, this is in April. This video was taken in May. She did not know. But she walked up to me on, on at, I think we were at a rehearsal, maybe. I think we were at a choir rehearsal. And Ashley came up to me and she said, bro, I, I know this is kind of weird. And I hope this is not like out of, you know, nowhere, but... Bro, I've really been praying about you and Ebony having a baby. And uh, she, she said, bro, I, I don't want to be out of line, but I've been praying about y'all having a baby. She's like, I don't know. God just put it on my heart, and I've just been praying about it. And, and in that moment, Ashley didn't know. But she had more faith for me than I had for myself in that moment. Listen, and that's why we are here saying we need to do life together. That's why we are saying we have to do life together because when you're doing life together and you're in proximity with your brother and sister, the Lord, the Lord told her that. I never said anything about it from a platform. I never put it on social media. I didn't go to nobody asking for help. I probably only told maybe three, four people about it in my entire, my entire life during that time. But, but God told Ashley, hey, you don't know what's going on, but you need to start praying for that thing right now because it's going to happen. And in December 25th, we are going to deliver our first baby girl. But that's what happens when you don't just give a, a, a drive-by prayer, but you say, I don't, God, I hear you, and I'm going to pray fervently for my brother and sister. I'm going to pray fervently. I'm going to pray until I see the manifestation of what we are praying for.
And I just have a holy intuition. Prayer team, y'all can come on down now if you can. I have a, 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 a holy intuition in this moment that there are a few of you in this room that are on their last drops of faith. You're on your last drops of faith. You're on your last drop of faith that, 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 that the financial situation can turn around. You're on your last drop of faith that your child will be healed. You're on your last drop of faith that your marriage can be restored. You're on your last drop of faith in this moment. And what I need you to do, and I know this is not normal for what we do here at Forest City Church, but listen, this is what we're doing this morning. What I need you to do is have the mindset of the woman with the issue of blood. She pressed through what everybody else thought about her and she got to the feet of Jesus. So in this moment, I'm going to ask you to do an act of faith. I want you to get up out of your seat. If that's you, only if it's you, don't do it for fame, for, for, uh, not for, for, for uh, just, just coming down. If, that's, if this message has been resonating with you this morning, I need you to get out of your seat and come down to the front of this altar. If that's you. If that's you. Listen, I know what the Lord told me, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to rush past this. I'm not going to rush past it. And please, I, I know, uh, yeah, come on, 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 come on. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be worried about what anybody else thinks about you. You don't have, no, just come and line up across the front. Come and line across the front. Come and line across the front. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Don't, th don't worry about what anyone else, because listen, this is the thing. No one else has a heaven or hell to put you in. No one else can heal you. No one else can change your situation. No, no, just turn this way because I'm, I'm going to pray over everyone that's down here. God wants to remind you this morning. God wants to remind you this morning that he's been covering you. He will cover you. And he's always going to be covering you this morning. Amen, church. Amen, church. Amen, church. So listen, if, if you're saying you, you, your, your faith tank is on, on, on full right now, can you stand up and just stretch your hands towards this, this altar? I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. Say, you made a way when there was no way. Come on. And I believe I'll see you. Can we just sing that over the message altar? I've seen you move. Hey, you move the mountains. And I believe, yes, I'll see you do it again. You made a way when there was no way. And I believe, I'll see you do it again. I'll see you do. So, Father God, in this moment, we thank you for every person that had the faith to get out of their seat. We thank you for every person that had, that had the faith, the strength to get out of their seat and come down and say, God, I am publicly going to put my trust in you. I'm going to put my trust, my faith on display, and I'm going to walk down to this altar. I'm going to walk down to this altar because I know you have what I need. So, Father God, in this moment, we say thank you. We say thank you for meeting every need that is represented here at this altar.
We say thank you that we are going to hear testimonies of things turning around, turning around, turning around, turning around, turning around, turning around, Father God. We thank you that you hear every prayer that is represented at this altar. Father God, we believe you because we know that you can do it and you will do it. You will fulfill every word that you have spoken. You won't leave any of us in a situation that is uncovered by you, Father God. So we just ask that you honor these prayers and you honor this faith. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. Hey, and if you're at this altar.